This is the Voice of America coming to you from Chicago, Illinois. Who will win, capitalists or socialists? Are there any other alternatives? This is what we'll deal with in the American Enterprise Manifesto, a book written by Jerry L. Rhodes. The book delves into the possibilities of a third party. Based upon what we've received from the socialists and the capitalists with respect to the evolution of American society and American politics is embodied in the current financial financial situation that we're facing in America. The facts about where we are and where we're going as far as the financial uh, uh, statements for our country, they have, up till now they have been presented to us in a cooked books format. The reality is, is that the current $22 trillion debt uh, and deficit are understated by $100 trillion because the obligations for pensions, uh, government pensions, Medicare, Medicaid, and certain other uh, entitlement programs are not on the books. They are only recorded as paid. So we don't have uh, a set of financial statements or information that are on the generally accepted accounting basis. It's because we're um, only reporting on an institutional basis, which is limited to a budgetary system of cash disbursements and cash receipts. We're running the government like it was a corner drugstore. Um, so in the book, The American Enterprise Manifesto, I as a CPA will map out where we are and where this is taking us financially and politically. This is episode eight, <clears throat> preamble of the American Enterprise Political Party. Downsize government, upsize enterprise for equity, not debt, debt and peace, not war. We, the people of the United States of America, take back our sovereignty and reclaim the right to have a say in the policies and conduct of our government. We are offering a third party alternative for those enterprising Americans who pay for the public sector and do not currently have representation or input to the system that has caused many fiscal, social, foreign relation problems that face the nation of 330, 313 million citizens and 20 million uh, undocumented aliens. We label them immigrants. This third party alternative 
fuses capitalism and socialism into a powerful economy based on free market enterprise, peaceful coexistence in world affairs, and ridding the country of unfunded debt, eroding infrastructure, and dwindling resources. Some call it climate change. We divide the current polarized government of the red and blue parties and conquer our constitutional rights for representative government of the people, for the people, by the people. This does not require a majority. To be the swing vote in Congress, we only need eight to 10 seats in the Senate and 20 to 30 seats in the House to be able to be the swing vote which in reality will break up the logjam, the polarization, and and pull the extremes towards the middle, that being the red and blue extremes. The experts, professors, politicians, media, and bureaucrats all speculate that there will never be an effective third party in America. That is the elite way of avoiding change. Well, common knowledge is usually out of date and not common sense at work. If you as an American citizen feel safe, secure, and involved in the evaluation and vote on the basis of performance, giving our current government high marks, then like the establishment, you are part of the problem. Currently, the gang of 545, 100 senators, 435 congressmen, nine Supreme Court justices, and our president control our fiscal safety, security, and status in world affairs. How do you rate them? Or are we just observing the red and blue parties, debating issues, avoiding solving problems? They only make them so they can control the money. Matter of fact, they generally cause them with too many laws and never enough resources to pay for them. For example, the books are cooked by not recording obligations on the accrual basis of generally accepted accounting principles, known as GAAP, and understates the annual deficits and total debt, rather than a federal $2 trillion deficit each year and a $2 trillion debt increase. We are a nation of 50 states that is underwater, sitting on accumulated $200 trillion derivative bubble of future obligations for Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, interest on foreign debt, and funding future government pensions that should be accrued as owed, not when paid. In investors' parlance, this is called unfunded derivatives waiting to burst and a stock market built on a house of cards. Don't believe that we can grow our way out of this debacle. That's stinking thinking, and there needs to be a bailout plan for our future. That is a party that represents the solutions, not political rhetoric. Previously, I uh, referred to the gang of 545 uh, individuals who basically control and um, direct 330 million people towards certain uh, destinations. The following is quoted from a newspaper article published in the Orlando uh, Sentinel. It's called 545 versus 300 million people by Charlie Rose. This was a 
internationally published uh, uh, article that was distributed all over the world. The first point is politicians are the only people in the world that create problems and then campaign against them. Number two, have you ever wondered if both the Democrats and the Republicans are against deficits? Why do they have to, why do we have deficits? Number three, have you ever wondered if all the politicians are against inflation and high taxes? Why do we have inflation and high taxes? Number four, you and I don't propose a federal budget. The president does. Number five, you and I don't have the constitutional authority to vote on appropriations. The House of Representatives does. Number six, you and I don't write the tax code. Congress does. Number seven, you and I don't set fiscal policy. Congress does. Number eight, you and I don't control monetary policy. The Federal Reserve Bank does. Nine, the gang of 545, which equals 100 senators, 435 congressmen, and one, uh, one president, and nine Supreme Court justices, equates to 545 human beings out of 300 plus million who are all uh, uh, directly, legally, morally, and individually responsible for the domestic problems that plague the country. Why, then, would we believe that they can solve them? See the complete article by the journalist Charlie Rose in Chapter 10 of uh, the American Enterprise Manifesto. Think about it. Our college debt is more than our uh, credit card debt. Since education is the route out of debt, Catch-22 has just caught up with the graduates who find, cannot find a job or make their payments. 20, um, 2011 unemployment rate for ages 25 to 34 was 26.2%. The future is now or else for enterprising Americans to stand up for equality or we will fall for anything. Together we can prevail, divided we have fallen prey to the two-party system of huge government control. To uh, give my uh, call for additional uh, investment equity, let's just take a, a, a forward look at what the sign of the times will be over the next decade. The headlines, American interest checks bounce. China claims foreclosure on certain assets. Social Security checks bounce. Medicare checks bounce. Medicaid is bankrupt. Obamacare is a trillion dollar bust. The White House is mortgaged to Israel. Congress gives itself a 20% raise. 19 governors commit debt aside, meaning that they're uh, have huge deficits that can't be, and and no cash to, to service the debt. Regulators use tear gas against private sector retiree rioters. 
foreign accounts refuse to, to buy or sell American low-quality infrastructure products. Tech, technology is now insourced from the Asian axis. Research and development is left to the bean counters to fund through Mexico's workforce. Monetary value of dollar is no longer a factor in the world banking exchange. America is the first world country to file for Chapter 10 bankruptcy protection. Chicago sells and leases back Lake Michigan from China. Americans win the biggest gainer contest. Work is considered old-fashioned and unemployment a permanent job. Everyone is retiring to Walmart's job corps. Bill Gates and Warren Buffett become beneficiaries of the largest tax deduction in foundation history after liquidating their U.S. Treasury bills. The increase in the stock market is due to uh, borrowed public pension monies being invested into the shadow economy, not real economic growth and technology uh, company stock uh, stock market uh, improvements. Guns are more important than the pursuit of peace. Just a little bit of maybe satire, but a possibility if things continue the way they are. The book, American Enterprise Manifesto, subtitled Downsize Government, Upsize Enterprise, was written in uh, over a period of 20 years from uh, 1991 to 2012, um, triggered by a thought process of offering alternatives to promises made by Republican Party and Democratic Party over the last 40 years. Uh, In effect, we've had socialism in our uh, political and uh, uh, congressional uh, process since uh, Roosevelt when he enacted the Great Society programs. In the American Enterprise Manifesto, we start delving into what impact that's had on us uh, in recent years and years to come. So to make this a little more organized, I want to read from that book, uh, The American Enterprise Manifesto. In the preface, I write in part one about give me enterprise or give me debt, a takeoff of Patrick Henry's famous statement, give me liberty or give me death, and a working subtitle of give me liquidity or give me debt, which uh, proposes in chapter 11, a take back of the value of the dollar by refinancing America into an equity-driven economy to save the American enterprise from bankruptcy. By reorganizing our debt, based 
economy into an equity-driven enterprise as it was in the beginning, we emerge debt-free. For now, as money is, is the focus in our regulatory nightmare, with more and more infringement and new entitlements taking over the work ethic. We no longer work for ourselves. We work for the animal farm run by 545 politicians with the red and white, the red and blue parties, excuse me, fighting over power, not solving budget deficits, nor leading us to protect our honor in the world. Therefore, in 1991, I began began thinking about and writing about a viable third-party alternative based on the principles of enterprise, representing the freedom of peaceful coexistence with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness for all Americans, thereby publishing the American Enterprise Manifesto to propose solutions, not debate issues between the oxymoron two-party system we have evolved into. Not only is the not only is this an anomaly, it is intentional distraction used by the game of gang of five forty-five as a uh, control device to avoid true debate and deprive us of our uh, effective leadership. In part two. I write about worker apathy and how to restore the American work ethic. Where, oh, where has it gone? It is focused on improving our in- output by revamping our input of human capital values. Work for the sake of pride and the quality of life, not for the sake of money and job security. As for my work ethic, I have owned small businesses for 36 years that I have started from scratch, creating jobs and envisioning better management systems and methods for principally healthcare facilities. I have never been unemployed, never drew unemployment or workman's comp, and have missed no time from my small business in 36 years. I have either been extremely lucky or an image of my father, a great common everyday blue-collar, enterprising American who worked in the Firestone factory in Des Moines, Iowa, for 32 years. And even today, I remember accompanying my father to union meetings and being influenced by by uh, him being a factory worker. And <clears throat> for myself, when I was employed by Firestone one summer, those images were in our the foundation of the work ethic we seem to have lost and the scenario scenario I propose as the solution to the demise of the American work ethic, victim of the new entitlements. As the author of the American Enterprise Manifesto, I'm a product of a small farm community in Iowa that was called God's Little Acre in the 1940s. As a totally dry town that even frowned on smoking and most certainly did not condone teen pregnancies or divorce or divorces of any family. We had no minorities of color or religion. We were all poor to almost poor, redneck, white trash by today's standards. But out of that, culture grew common sense, 
and hard work. My dad was an example of, of someone who had never was never unemployed, never drew unemployment, never missed work, but went on strike every union contract year for months on end to make sure they protected their promised benefits that they never eventually got. He, at the age of 18, and his two brothers had to leave the farm in 1929 during the Great Depression when there was no grain for crops and no food for eight children to ride the rails across America. His story is about working for a dollar per day with a uh, noon meal, sleeping in hobo camps along the way, drinking moonshine for survival, riding the riding the rails across America, then returning to the farm when they heard that the depression was over. All of these adventures were featured in a recent HBO documentary about the Great Depression of 1929, making him the man he was, a man of work that never swore in his family's presence, never drank in his family's presence, never wanted any responsibility and never missed work, the Iowa work ethic of old. I learned much from him that makes me what I am today and much that I reject as well, including pure social, socialist, liberal, or libertarian principles. Is this just conservatism and a different in a different twist? No, that is not my intent. I want more freedom to choose, yes, but within the structure of government of the people, for the people, by the people, not just me for me, but because of me. My father once said Firestone was stupid because they paid union wages for piecework, then had their ignorant management uh, manage or retime the jobs. So we made half as much as we used to. Then we would work half a day and still make our quotas. He also was at the end of the quality control line checking steel belted tires for defects when production managers decided to lower the quality standards to reduce the waste and defective tires. So defective tires were pushed through until Firestone was destroyed by lawsuits when the defective tires blew out and Bridgestone, a Japanese company, acquired Firestone. After 32 years, Dad retired at the age of 64 and sat in his chair for the final 18 years, drawing Social Security and no pension finally dying in a nursing home at the age of 82. So being an entrepreneur in America and a small business owner myself, why would I venture into the buzzsaws of conventional wisdom dominated political pundits who intellectually spout theory as facts and facts is the domain of, of the Congress, the elite, the media, and never putting forth the voice of the silent majority. CNN, Fox News, MSN, NBC, conservative radio, liberal leanings of the celebrities are not rep re, uh, reporting the depth or breadth of America's decline. 
They are, in fact, the beneficiary of the hardworking, enterprising majority who do not have a voice. I, as an unknown non-intellectual, will be accused of being unqualified politically, negative on America, and idealistic on foreign affairs. Right front, from right up front, I want to state that America, in my view, is the greatest example of capital-driven enterprise ever known to man and woman, including the British Empire, the past German and current Chinese versions. However, all good things come to an end and unless there is a revitalization of the principles that got us here. So much of the book is based on factual data and statistical statistics gleaned over a number of years as I wrote manuscripts regarding the need for political and government reform to ensure we worship enterprise rather than institutional money. In my research, I found that certain individuals have contributed to contrasting opinions that become movements and did solve social and economic problems. Why? Because they were first of all superior leaders and second dedicated to preserving the past and conserving the future. I continue. In the foreword, uh, I write, money is the fuel that drives the great, inter- Amer- the great American enterprise system. It's also the pendant of power that is the celebration of success or the crucifixion of our society's values as our mores and ethics become secondary to its use. What is our national net self? What is our national self-worth? self-health, self-image, net worth? Is it being misspent on power and control by few? Can we sustain our national success when the few make promises they don't keep? Net worth or GNP or GDP are measures of our country's successes and failures when we evaluate our leaders. How do you rate them? Are you happy and confident that the American enterprise is in good hands? Let's spend the next few hundred pages measuring our leaders' performance for a change. First of all, net worth being a measure of performance is defined as assets valued at the lower of cost or market value minus liabilities valued at the higher of cost or contingency. This formula is based on GAAP, generally accepted accounting principles, using the accrual basis of accounting. While taxes for individuals are generally paid on the cash basis, which is collected income minus paid out allowable expenses, or we call it adjusted gross income, which is far different from net worth. Corporations, on the other hand, generally report taxable income using generally accepted accounting principles minus tax credits and accelerated depreciation methods. The United Nations estimates estimates that America's net worth, including its human capital, was $118 trillion in 2008, which is 25.4% of worldwide net worth, 21.9% of worldwide GDP. Household net worth was 
estimated to be $54.2 trillion in 2009. 84% of that is controlled by 24% of the wealth-based Americans, with Bill Gates, $66 billion, down from $89 billion, and Warren Buffett, $50 billion, down from $65 billion, the wealthiest individuals. The wealthiest corporations are Exxon at $500 billion and Walmart at $600 billion with the Walton family heirs worth as much as the bottom 41.5% of Americans' Americans' net worth. In this book that follows, it is proposed that any level of taxation based on adjusted gross income for individuals and net taxable income for corporation cannot and does not generate enough revenues to support government half its current size. This is because governmental accounting is not based on GAAP, but on the cash basis. What this does is allows government to understate its deficits and overstate its surpluses. This illusionary method records the revenues that are accelerated using estimated taxes for the next year as current revenue and defers the recording of the cost of budget expenses until they are paid. In other words, it overstates revenue that is yet to be earned, and understates expenses by only recording them when paid, not when they are owed. For example, unfunded pension costs that have been earned by government employees are not recorded until paid, as is the case for entitlements. Therefore, the current federal budget is cooking the books for every governmental unit far short of the real deficit, $123 actual versus $17 trillion that is reported. While the annual excess of accrued expenses over earned revenues is minus $25 trillion per year, though reported as $1.3 trillion. It's reported as a negative $1.3 trillion. This being the true situation demands what is called a quasi-reorganization to avoid bankruptcy. Under Chapter 11 of the Bankruptcy Bankruptcy Law, individuals, corporations, and other entities are allowed to organize their finances as they can avoid, so they can avoid dissolution. The court appoints a trustee, directs the entity to propose a plan that will pay down its accrued debt first, then use whatever is left to pay off the unsecured. Uh, no, it's secu- uh, to pay down a secured debt first, then use whatever is left to pay all the unsecured creditors and investors. It also requires in the plan an infusion of new capital for allowing the entity the resources and time to go forward with its business in a responsible manner. This perpetuates the entity for producing future profits and putting it on a sound financial footing. According to uh, the experts, governments cannot go bankrupt, but that has been bypassed by certain uh, cities and governments filing for Chapter 10 of bankruptcy. In this book, it is proposed that government at all levels is insolvent due to their using cash basis accounting methods and accumulating deficits. They can never liquidate, even with tax increases. 
without quasi-reorganization, meaning more capital and less debt. To provide my to prove my point, take a look at San Bernardino and Detroit. This capital can be generated by increasing taxes, cutting the size of its payroll and over and overhead down to a break-even point and finding investors that will put capital into the entity to allow time to reduce its costs and generate the true surplus. Increasing taxes is perpetuating the problem since it takes capital out of the American enterprise for non-revenue producing overhead costs. Therefore, the only viable and accelerated method to put the enterprise government at all levels and parent, parent government at all levels, parent, back on its feet is to generate more capital to give us give it time to downsize government and upsize business so the jobs are truly created and the profits and tax payers can increase earned revenues to pay accrued costs then the current net worth of the enterprise parent individuals and corporations including not for profit institutions must be utilized in the reorganization using a flat 5% assessment on current net worth of individuals and corporations to generate the capital while eliminating taxes on adjusted gross income altogether for five years will put $25 trillion in the coffers. This can be used for paying down government debt while we privatize half of the federal agencies that will become tax-paying entities staffed by the private sector unemployed and the public sector employees as accountable businesses run by the shareholders. This puts taxable income for the future into the hands of the producers, not the regulator. Previously, we uh, discussed having to have a, an infusion of capital to be able to transition the current insolvent government to a sounder approach to financing its operation as an enterprise. Who would be the targets for infusing the capital? The targets for major infusions of capital, uh, such as the wealthy individuals and corporations that have generated their wealth from the work of enterprising Americans, who now pay 46 different taxes. Following our examples of the public sector servants and corporations who have accumulated wealth at the cost of the enterprise. Barack Obama, net worth of $12.2 million. Michelle Obama, $11.8 million in net worth. Bill Clinton, net worth of $60 million. Hillary Clinton, $21.5 million. Chelsea Clinton, $15 million. Bill Gates, net worth of $66 billion. Warren Buffett, $50 billion. Exxon Oil, net worth of $486 billion. Walmart, $447 billion. Walton Family, alone, $86 billion. Apple Technology, net worth of $500 billion. Steve Jobs Estate, $10.6 billion and growing. George Bush Jr., net worth of $35 million. George Bush Sr., $80 million. Ross Perot, 
net worth 3.5 billion, John Kerry 194 million, Matt Romney net worth 250 million, Diane Feinstein 70 million, Nancy Pelosi net worth 35.5 million, John Edwards 55 million, Herb Cole net worth 250 million, Jay Rockefeller 86 million, Newt Gingrich net worth 7 million, John and Cindy McCain 110.5 million, Clark Chris Christie excuse me Chris Christie net worth 4 million, Paul Ryan 3 million, Sarah Palin 12 million, Al Gore 300 million, Harry Reid net worth 5 million, Jimmy Carter 5 million, Rahm Emanuel 14 million, Grassley, Biden, Justice Roberts, Charles Rangel, um, Bernie Frank, Mitch O'Connell, all millionaires. Currently, the gang of 545, which is the Senate, House, Supreme Court justices, and the presidency, presidency um, control, um, billions. Um, the entire 118 trillion net worth of the country uh, through lawmaking and political connections. The current president, uh, Donald, H. H. Donald J. Trump, is alleged to be worth $5 billion. God bless America, the land of the free, the land of the lawmakers who are destroying this freedom with 40,467 laws passed across the country in 2012 that encumber the American enterprise to another 200 billion per year to implement and police the enterprise, thereby increasing the deficit um, in the private sector the deficit at the rate of 25 trillion per year. It is time to turn the tables and let the private sector grow and the public sector shrink under the plan of reorganization. If this does not scare you, then read the uh, Hunger Games trilogy when the capital and its military rule the in, uh, impoverished masses. Continuing, as in any enterprise, an unmanageable deficit triggers a need for capital, be it debt or equity. In a world where we ha have the golden rule, and that those with the gold rule, totalitarianism of wealth is rejected by both the red and blue, but in effect, taxes as a percentage of income is a um, redistribution of wealth. Redistribution is not proposed in this book. However, when the enterprise is underwater and insolvent, it cannot service uh, its secured and unsecured debt. Equity capital is the only solution, along with the reduction of the reasons for the insolvency. So it's the author's thinking, having been in 
my own business for 36 years that those with the goal goal have to step up and recapitalize the enterprise as the quasi-organization takes place. Like it or not, our current lack of liquidity will destine us to being out uh, on technology because the, the public sector pensions have to be funded and tax increases are the inevitable result of allowing a few with the goal to destroy with the new entitlements, the American work ethic that creates the gold. So this is not a redistribution of wealth, but an investment in downsizing government and to private privatizing certain agencies that will be accountable to the American enterprise and pay dividends to those investing their gold. This is true enterprise taking back America from destructive institutional Keynesian theory propagated by and controlled by the gang of 545.